You're listening to You Don't Know Nick, the podcast, a podcast that explores the generational differences from Zoomers to Boomers as it relates to what's going on today. Enjoy. Keeping it a hundred percent. High low, Nick. High low. So I've always thought of hello was a mixture of high and low. And Wait, I was you I, always thought, or you thought this as a child growing up? No, some... I thought this as an adult, and I was like, oh, somewhere down the line, it was high low, and it changed to hello. And so every now and then, I try and say high low, or like say it in a way where people are like, oh, I know what she's doing. And even now, it didn't work. What are you doing? <laughs> saying hello in a cute way. No, but you said, oh, that's 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 what it is, just saying hello in a cute way, not like having some sort of, you know, hey, we all live in this world, and sometimes we're high, and sometimes we're low, and I'm just greeting you wherever you're at. No, hello. It's, it's hello. It's supposed to be Hello. Hello, but it never works. It's never worked. It's ne- no, it's never, it's never been received enthusiastically. Even one of the best improvisers I know can't even handle it. You. Me? <laughs> You're like, I was just trying to save you from starting this show that way. All right. I, I can delete this whole thing. You think I should delete this whole thing that we're, we're doing right now? The worst, the, you know what the best podcast is? It's talking about how bad your podcast is. It's like like the best way. To start a podcast. You think after 25, 25 episodes, we'd have it figured out, too. I guess we, we hit don't. hit the 25 mark? Today's 25. Today is 25? It's kind of wild, I think, right? I think we all know what that means. That our brain 25 is... 25-year anniversary <gasps> is silver. It's silver? Did you get me something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in the mail. Okay. And it's silver. Oh, great. That's what awesome. Think, <laughs> think it's a dog collar. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, I finally got, I finally have a, the, my name on a dog collar in case I get lost. I think it's a silver t- like charm. Oh, oh, in case dog lost. Collar? wait a second. Wait, we haven't gotten into this. I didn't, you're into that sort of thing. No, I mean, I wouldn't know. <laughs> you wouldn't know but yet you want a dog collar. Well, no, mm. I just was, I was sitting. Hold on. Improv has taught me not to filter what I say as much as possible. That was the first thing that came to mind when you told me. Was dog collar? Well, then we need to get into the psychology of where that's coming from. Do we? Please, let's talk. I thought you said at one time you were exploring being the dom, not being dommed. No, no. we were. It was a conversation that came up where someone said, I would dom with you. It was never something I was actively exploring. It was me talking to somebody and not judging them. I don't Got think it. I could be a dom. But they were wrong. They should have said, instead of saying, I could dom with you, they should have said, I will oh, I you. could dom you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will make you my sub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You just unpack that really quickly for me. Got it. Okay. I do. It's funny that you bring that up, though. I do respond better 
to people giving me consequences for things or making me feel bad for not accomplishing something up to a certain point. So like if my dad shamed me for being a little overweight, I would want to lose weight. Mm. And so like I responded to negative reinforcement. I respond to negative reinforcement pretty easily. Oh, so if I need to get you to do something, I should just shame you. You should be like, I can't believe you did that, Jessica. Or, you know what? I can't believe that you are not ordering me lunch right now. Oh my God. I can't believe you're not buying me a hamburger and fries. Do you? Okay. I know I can send one to you, right? I know where you live. (laughs) I'll send you one right now. I, yeah, I don't know why you haven't done it yet. You fucking think I'm kidding, motherfucker. And I'll send you I'll send you a burger and fries right now. Well, you uh, Yeah, no, I, I would say, I'm going to Jesus. I can afford it. I'll buy you lunch. Um, I will say that, yeah, I, I've, I've been thinking about it lately. Like, I, we, I used to talk about it with my therapist when I had one, that that's how we, I responded to negative reinforcement. And so she tried to do that with me sometimes, but I didn't care about her opinion of me enough mm. for it to have worked. That's, that's a clear, that's a therapist getting a little too clever. <laughs> she Just do the therapy. Don't try yeah. to, don't try to like really like psycho manipulate. It's not. In it the event she ever way. listens to this, I loved really truly working with her. But every now and then I saw like her get a gleam in her eye and go, ooh, I think I'll try that. <laughs> or like I... really just liked having me as a client. So like tried to find a way to, to like compliment me without making it egregious. It was really <laughs> it was just really interesting. It was a really interesting relationship. I mean, I've I've lived in the um, one-on-one therapy world. and We know that. Nick. I'm just saying I know what I'm talking about. In case you didn't know, I so, know. How would you maintain a personal, uh, what's the word I'm using? Relationship, connection. How um, would you maintain a respectful, healthy distance in relationship to the people that you would therapize or help? Oh, um, you you have to go total zen on it, in my mind. You got to go total zen. Like you didn't care about these people? No. You care, but you have you detach from uh, expectation. Okay. You don't attach yourself to to their successes and failures, and uh, even if their failures could be the worst possible thing you could possibly imagine, you have to you have to release your um, desires for it to be otherwise. You just got to be zen. It's a it's a real crazy place to be. Would would you have the sense that you would know what they would choose? Or would they surprise you often? What they would choose? What do you mean? Like when you're like, okay, I'm talking. I'm going to talk to you about a problem I'm going through right now. Like, oh, okay, I'm. Uh, I got to break up with this guy. I don't want to, but I know I have to. And you're like, well, you could do this or you could do this. And they like leave your office resolved, or they leave your session resolved. Like I'm going to like break up with that person. Would you go? Would you like say to yourself like, I know they're not going to break up with that person. Or like, would you have I mean, like def- predictions and then you'd be right or wrong or disappointed or whatever? Well, I know you're when you, certainly when you get to know uh, somebody well enough, you can make some certain assumptions. Right. You know, but, but what does that really do for you? Absolutely nothing. Right. Just feeds your ego. And, oh. that, when, and once you start doing that, then that gets in the way. 
So, so you really have to, that's what I'm telling you. You just have to be Zen about it. If you can't even, can't even go there. What, what I would say uh, or try to practice saying is that like, well, whatever happens is what's what's supposed to happen. Whatever so they choose is exactly zen. what they, whatever, whatever they choose is exactly what they should have choose, chosen. Choose? Choose. I, I also developed my own vocabulary. I think I've, I've been a very negative. I've been very I, I've been not only have shame. you been a negative shame reinforcement, you've been shamed or well, you shamed me, but I've negatively reinforced your bad habits. You've negatively reinforced my bad habits. So now you say words wrong. Oh, I have always said words wrong. It's why I can identify and empathize with you. You have never said that. I told you before that I used to have a very uh, limited vocabulary, we'll call it. And I worked on improving my vocabulary. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. No, going I just thought that. you knew that it, you always know exactly what we say. And you know what? Ever since the great debate of Chukiness 2021, I will know better than to try and fight you on these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I, really in the wrong, though, to be fair. Like, let's, ref ooh, what if we did this whole episode reflecting back on things we talked about? <laughs> like, we do like a hat, like, like a friend's flashback or something. <laughs> well, I think all we really need to revisit is the Chugi moment because you're you're, you're right. That established a uh, an Dominance. understanding. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> understanding. We'll get to dominance when we get to crypto corner. Oh shit! Wait, but then I sub. You missed it. Oh, oh no! Oh, you, that you're my sub. I fine. Sure, you. Want oh, to I'm just saying. I missed it too. It, it was all there. It was all there. It should have ended on that. <laughs> um, I lost what I was saying. Oh, whatever. Here's the deal. Whatever, what I say. Nick. What whatever. I say on this. This is this is this is for for whatever it's worth. When I when I know that I'm right. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Hold on. No, when no. I know I'm, that I'm, I'm right. Buckling in. Uh huh. I'm right. Oh, but. It's very rare that I'll I'll say I'm a hundred percent on this. Does that make sense? Like most of the time, I'm not going to say I, I'm I'm a hundred percent. I'll usually and you be did, like you disclaimed that when we when we did that. You're like and 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 going back and listening to those episodes, you did disclaimer at the time. Like, hey, I, I don't know if I know, but I think it's this, and you know, and you also were really calm while we were fighting. <laughs> You, I was the one who screamed. I peeked out the mic several times. <laughs> I had to write disclaimers on our podcast. Uh, we did get a very nice. We've got we get compliments um, often about our our show, and one that I got recently was that it's just an easy listen. That we're an easy, enjoyable listen. Like no matter what they're doing. Oh, great! That's very. This nice. is one of the easiest parts of my week. You know, it's like, oh, let me just settle in. Let's get into it. We'll, you know, we'll see where this, uh, see this raft takes us. Mm -hmm. um, without it, when we skip a week, and we've skipped weeks before. It has happened. Infrequently, but it has happened. You know, due to, you know, life circumstances. Getting okay, away. great. I was really hoping you were going to pin it solely on me. Okay, carry on. Uh -huh. No, no, I've, I've been, it's been totally my fault. No, 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 both of us. Carry on. So it's, um, I, I, I feel the, the you know, the, uh, the, the absence of this experience within that. I feel like, man, 
what part of me is, is, you know, is missing? You know, what part of me is like unfulfilled this week? Why didn't I cry yet this week? (laughs) (laughs) That's how it would be like when I would miss a session with my therapist. I'd be like, oh, why am I so much more emotional than normal? Because I didn't go to therapy. (laughs) So I'm, I'm glad I could provide that for you or that not me, that you don't know, Nick, the podcast could provide that for you. Which is basically you. And well, yes. And our intern, I'm sorry, and our Halas, of course. Yeah, but they would prefer not to be mentioned. They've actually mentioned it a couple of times. Like, you know, it's really awkward. Just, I don't want people to know that I'm working for free and helping you out. Mm. You mm. know. Okay, I won't bring work. it up again, especially yeah. not on the air. Yeah, don't. But, but shout out to Jessica doing all the work uh, behind the scenes. Yes. Our intern. Uh-huh. It was important that we found one that had the same name as you. It, it, it's more that Jessica was the most popular name in 1986. So it's really, there's a lot of us <laughs> jumping around. <laughs> so Nick, did you have the good fortune of trying any soaps? I did. Oh, I've been using the loofah jasmine soap. My I whole, am so excited to know what you think about it. My whole body is refreshed. It's imp- it's inappropriate if I say that I pictured you using it, but I imagine that you used it and had a good time. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just, I love a loofah. And then it's just the right amount of loofah in soap ratio mm-hmm. the soap to get a good exfoliation but not to like you know rub me raw you know <laughs> to go too far or anything like that get your head out of the gutter you can get rubbed raw in other ways ah i tell you i don't know i don't know i just laughed what were you insinuating that I was insinuating? I, I was reading on your face. I don't know what you were. Our know, audience what, can't see my face, Nick. I'm letting the audience know what your face is saying. This is for any anybody who, you know. Our, our longtime listeners know that it's 10% what you say and 80% how you say it. And then 10% what the other person thinks it is, right? Exactly. Um, so, uh, it, yes, but it was I'm, wonderful. I'm glad that wonderful. you're not rubbed raw. Not rubbed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great, yeah. Um, and it's got the lavender smell, which you know, very calming. Lovely. Very Did you guys calming. get a chance to use some bath vizzles? Not, not yet. So not yet. your baby's still as dirty as she was last week. No, we've so cleaned. Guys- <laughs> we we've cleaned her, but Are you sure? The in- the- you have to understand the introduction of something exciting can be problematic because it can then lead to wanting it more. So you uh-huh. have to be mindful when you do it. You have to figure out. So we're not quite there yet. We're still okay. we're still at the this past week was a very much like let's just keep it get easy. in that get in that tub, get out of that tub, <laughs> get to bed. That's it. Yeah. Which totally. doesn't actually which actually doesn't quite work because then she goes and fights it back and Oh, no, you guys have a whole routine, and and I got it. I actually had the good fortune of being able to take a bath last week. And I don't particularly – I think we've talked about this before, but I don't particularly like having to get into the shower because I don't like having to warm up 
and then being cold after the shower. I just don't like that aspect of it. It's just, just not enjoyable. The, the sensations of extreme temperature changes and but, you know, I can get into it. Eventually, I'll, I'll, I'll get into a bath and I'll enjoy it and I'll only be in there for 10 minutes or whatever. But it was the best part of my week besides talking to you. It was also on a Tuesday. So we, I had not only talked to you and done half of this podcast, I got to take a bath. It was the best. You double dipped. <gasps> I double dipped. <laughs> sure. Double dip Tuesday. Sure, sure. You dipped in the tub and you dipped here on the, uh, you dipped into the podcast. Ooh. I saw, I was, uh, I was at the orthodontist today and on the news it said, it's Tuesday, November 2nd, exclamation point. And it was very, the most improv thing I've ever seen. I was like, why are we excited about Tuesday? What happened? Anyway, I'm glad that you guys like it. I'm glad that you can enjoy it now that you know the, the, the quality of the products. Oh, the pot, the power of bubbles and things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sold. And if you go to bubblesandthings.com, bubblesandthingssoaps.com, and use our YDKN, you know, code or whatever, you too could not get rubbed raw like Nick You can get rubbed l- less than raw. Less, less than raw. Less than Jake. Have you ever been to a Korean yes. spa? <sighs> Have you gotten the body scrub? Oh, yes. God, I gotta get back there. I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, actually, I was thinking about trying to do it this weekend, but uh, I got a nice massage. I got a nice ass massage last week. Actually, the same day we did the podcast, I got a massage after. I don't know. Maybe maybe last week was just an indulgent week. I don't remember. Did you anything. triple dip on the? No, <laughs> no, no. I think the massage was the next day. I got a nice ass massage though. An ass and, massage. <laughs> no, she didn't touch oh, my. Oh, I'm sorry. This, this, this is what you said. No, you're right. You know what? I insinuate, but I, then I actually say things. And you're right. I'm, I'm so, I'm not, I'm not a good podcast host, Nick. I'm so sorry. But I got a nice ass massage. <laughs> it was great. It was good. It was good. So yeah, I, I Korean, Korean uh, bathhouse, I was able, I went when things were opening back up and it wasn't, it wasn't like that bad as far as like masks and stuff. It was a really nice experience. They... Exfol- I mean, they get all that dead skin. I didn't know they do it for men either. I thought they didn't do it for men. Oh, it's heaven. I got to get back there. Put those gloves on and they just scrape every little bit of skin off do your you body. Do, the, do you do the cold uh, cold bath? Cold, you- cold plunge? Sure. Yeah. Ooh. Cold plunge, thing. hot plunge. So I hate that, but because I'm in the environment, I will indulge. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. There's not much else you can do when you're down there. <laughs> you have to be in a pool and make it. <laughs> it's an experience. You can meet people, talk to talk to people. I yeah. mean, I go with friends usually, and I'm not trying <laughs> to like, you know, it's like, you know, with men, when they're submerged, their more sensitive parts are, you know, not oh, oh like available. But with women... Their more sensitive parts are available. So if I look over to a lady and, and like t- tip my head and be like, hello, you know, just to say hi, like I want to do, it's hard for them to not assume I'm not like checking out their rack first, you know? So like there's a lot of avoiding of eyes when women are in, in, in the naked part of the Korean What? Spot. The women are allowed to look at each other's breasts. I thought yes. that was, 
But out that of was, respect, we're like trying not to look at each other's bodies. So like, I, there's a lot of like not connecting that happens until like someone says something funny. Oh, I had a completely different image. I thought women are like, oh, look at you, look at you, girl. Nope, no, nope, nope. no. There's a lot of like autonomy. People are letting them, you know, because there's like a lot of scrubbing. It's really not like, you know, there's crevasse scrubbing and stuff. Like those people just go into work, and then the, and then there's people just sitting in the bath and. You, the assumption that people want to socialize there, it would be absolutely incorrect. Yeah, I agree. I agree. People don't want to. Oh, so maybe, you, maybe... in your fantasy, all the women were scrubbing each other like, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is Sparta. The boys are <laughs> over there and the women are over here cleaning the lo- the clothes fully naked. Uh-huh. All kind of writhing sensually yes, as they do yeah. it, too. There's yeah. like, like, they just move like <laughs> gelatinously the whole time. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're complimenting each other's breasts. Your oh breasts my God! Are your oh, your nipples you. so are yours. the biggest I've ever seen. <laughs> May I just touch it? <laughs> yeah, no, your fantasy is correct. Forgive me for dashing it at all. <laughs> all right, but, uh, just enjoy both of things. So that's the end of our podcast, forever. Okay, Nick. Yes. So we didn't talk about one of the things that we alluded to last week, which I just think we should just take it as a prompt more than anything, because I really, I want to talk about, I want to talk about something else that's about, about generations and what's happening and, and my opinion. And I want to see where our opinions on this is the 25th episode. You know, more than you did when we first started Mm -hmm. your your phone is starting to learn that you talk about Gen Z and Gen X and stuff. So I'm sure like you're getting prompted with news stories about that stuff. Oh, maybe. I mean, that's just as what happens, you know, you mm-hmm. say Domino's enough and Domino's is going to advertise you shortly. I mean, I've said, I mean, I feel like I've maybe recently seen a, a something to do with something generational, but it doesn't. Yeah. So I'm just saying, People seem to be also writing articles about Gen Z and how it's impacting like the workforce or whatever and what have you. That's what we were alluding to last week was, uh, uh, I think it was a Wall Street Journal um, article about what Gen Z is missing. Or I think it was Business Insider, actually, what Gen Z was missing by not having an office exposure, office Mm -hmm. environment. And that was not of their choosing, to be fair, it's pandemic. And that's just them coming up in the pandemic. But then there was another article that I happened upon that talked about how the Gen Z, how the Generation Z isn't conforming to the millennial style of the workforce or the office experiment. Or like not office experiment, the the office experience. And that's like, like, even though there might be less Gen Z workers, they're not conforming and they're trying to change things to the way they want it to be. Wait, let me understand that. So you're I saying was really clear, I thought. Gen Z is not conforming to the millennials? To the millennials style of working in an office together. Oh, so, so what like is how, whatever Well, that's a that's a that's part of the question and, and not necessarily why I bring up that article. And we can talk about it. Like what is Gen Z pushing back on that the millennials quote unquote have dictated, but it kind of reminds me of how Gen X 
criticize millennials for being entitled or, you know, like mm-hmm. crying when their bosses talk to them and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Easily triggered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So but that's what those articles were about. So this is starting to feel like the tides are turning against millennials or the millennials are going, oh, this is what we did, you know, or, or maybe the millennials aren't realizing we did this to Gen X and had a different style of working than Gen X did. I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think Gen Z gives a fuck about millennials as much as millennials give a fuck about Gen Z. Because <laughs> it feels like the the swan song of the millennials. Like we're like having our less, like our, our, de- our death grasp at like there are vestiges of, of relevancy. Like that's what I'm really more interested in talking about. Well, you know what? I saw a commercial. What do you, what do I know? What? I saw a commercial. Mm-hmm. I think it was a commercial. Or was it just a sketch? Was it just, might've been, or maybe it was just some sort of like sketch on, I don't know. My, you know how you get those, you're, you're scrolling through your YouTube or, or whatever, or Facebook or whatever. They send, they just give you, everybody's like, look at these, you know, one minute reels of whatever. You know, one of them was, I think, and so I don't think it was a commercial. I think it was like a sketch. And it was like basically like a Gen Xer and a millennial working in an office, um, you know, taking taking digs at each other. Oh. Um, this, the, the, the. See, I told the, you you're going to get advertised these things because we're talking about it. So, so I, you know, the actual joke was whatever. It was fine. It wasn't, wasn't. It wasn't like the funniest sketch ever, but the idea of looking and seeing like, oh, well, the millennial is this 30 something professional, right? It's not some kid anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I think that, and then you have this Gen Xer who, you know, my, always my thought of what it means to be Gen X is to buck the system, not be the system, but that's what Gen Xers are now, you know, right? They, they're, they're, they? they're senior people in the workplace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're part of the workforce now. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, senior members of, of the workforce, right? Right, right. Um, and, uh, and you have these millennials who are more established and within the workforce now and are a little bit older. Um, but seeing, like, seeing that image of a millennial working in the office in, on the workforce – and going like, well, they're going to become that Gen X. They're going to become that Gen Xer in 10 years or whatever it is. They're going to be the, the 45, 50-year-old in 10 years or so um, who's now the, the senior member of the office. It was just kind of really, you know, shifted, shifted perspective around uh, in terms of how. For you? For me, yeah, I guess how I view millennials in, in the workplace. Well, what was still, that? It's still easy to view millennials in my mind as being in their 20s, right? For whatever reason, in their totally. 20s, even early 20s, right? You kind of get locked in the sort of image of who they are. But no, they grow, they change, they become whatever it is, you know, as, as all humans do, right? They, get, they evolve and they get more mature. And, and I think some things that we assign to like generational differences are just age age differences, yeah. That's a really that's a really good point. Um, I'm just gonna say it. Your microphone is is 
dragging against your collar every time you move. So just know that our audience is going to be really happy about that. And so. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, no. everybody. Uh, but I apologize. Hopefully you could. You know why I'm saying that is because I just don't feel like going to in and editing it out. So the, um, the, I think you're right about that. And I lost my train of thought because I just wanted to make, I wanted to disparage you so much. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and then it derailed my brain totally. I, because, because I was so eloquent in what I was saying or because my microphone was rubbing. Because your microphone, no, because I decided to be mean to you about the microphone. Mm. My joking then made, made my brain take a hard left. Um, I think you're right that it's age differences that I, you know, I, in my town, kids are walking down the street and going to bars and walking and, you know, they're really thin and they're really cute. And they're wearing weird clothes. And I'm remembering that when I was that age, I was doing that. And like, there's a part of me that goes, well, why can't I do that anymore? Of course I can do And that doesn't mean I haven't traipsed in my neighborhood and gone to a couple bars in a given night, you know? That's not, it's not only for the young, but the mass migration, like all, all, like I walked by the uh, local brunch house. There was, it was all 20 somethings. They're just like partying and nursing hangovers. And that's what I used to do too. Uh, like, again, this is the LA experience of how we party and, and brunch, but I just felt too old to do that now. And I, and I wonder how much of these articles are coming out of bitterness. Oh, totally. Totally. You know, but, but why? I don't get it. I don't get what's the, so what's the I, need? What I think is that I, I said this before, but I think it's a uh, feeling irrelevant. I think it's beginning to feel like you just ha got a grasp on like what you think, what you feel cool about. Like we were so worried about impressing other people. And again, this is through my lens to some extent. I feel myself getting jealous of them. And then transmute that feeling to, well, fuck them because I don't want to be jealous of them. Yeah. Makes sense. Now, I am an but... adult that has gone to therapy as we've established who knows my emotions better than I used to. And I don't let my, that feeling overcome me. You know what I mean? I like move on and go, cool. What does Gen Z got to do? Can I wear those crop tops? Definitely not. Why are they wearing bucket hats? They'll learn eventually. Like, it also doesn't matter. You know, whatever they want to fucking do doesn't matter. And the article, I think, was kind of saying, Gen Z doesn't give a fuck that you don't want to conform to their shit. Like, chill out. I don't think Gen Z cares that millennials care. No. But we established that earlier. With, because my, of your cousin. Your, uh, my niece. niece. Yeah. She's like. <laughs> that was really. That was really helpful, though, to hear that it, early on in on the onset of this podcast was to help was helpful to hear that we're going to uh, potentially obsess about how we're feeling judged when in reality, we're probably not being all that judged. Maybe a little bit like you might judge someone that's older than you and wears hammer pants still, you know, like, why are you wearing Jinkos, buddy? Why are you why are you taking a jab at me <laughs> uh, and my power pants? So I, I remember what I was going to say, if you wanted to feel if, even more irrelevant and thinking about how uh, millennials are closer, are, tw are 20 years old, which is totally fair. Like, I still feel like I'm 20. Uh, I saw a meme today that said that 1990 
is further away than 2050. <laughs> That's fucking weird. And that sort of brush with mortality not does not make me feel good. <laughs> So I think this is with mortality. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think this is how we deal with things. Like when I see a young 20 something, I'm like all that much closer to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I don't know if that's dealing with things as much as that's um... maybe just being realistic. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's being realistic. You I actually think, think so? it's being harsh on yourself. You think so? Because being realistic would be, you have like the life that you've lived to this point. Can you think about all the life you've lived from the time that you were born to now? I actually love, I love doing this actually. I love thinking about it. It's a lot of life, right? Yeah, you went from is. a little bitty baby. Bitty baby. You know, couldn't talk, couldn't walk to now this full grown human woman who can walk around. And do things. And anyway, do things. No, you went to school. You went to, you know. You I, had I had relationships. I had friends. I got my heart broken. I, I got new friends. I learned how to drive. I was on a plane. I went to different parts of the country, which I've never really been out of the country, but I went to Mexico a couple of times. Uh, but you're right that, like, when you think about how long 35 years is, that's a lot of shit. It's a lot. And if I chose today. I have, if I want to live properly, I can have another 35 years with even more junk and experience crammed into that. And it's not only for the 20-year-olds. Now, the 20-year-olds will be sexier while doing it, but... <laughs> dumber. But dumber. And, I, and I've always said this, I wouldn't want to go back to 22 or 23. I wouldn't want to go back to insecure Jessica. That wouldn't be, that's not going to be fun for me, but I would, I would want to be attractive Jessica who didn't realize she was attractive at the time. You know, <laughs> what's the problem, Nick? Uh, nothing. I mean, I'm just, just trying to follow it, everything you're, you're spewing okay. uh, while you're putting filters on yourself. I am not putting filters on myself. <laughs> no. No, you know, she's flaunting her filters because I don't have. No, it's not that. Filters. I just actually, while talking about not being sexy anymore, I don't feel like I look good because I need to take a shower. And so I'm trying to mask that. Okay. With uh, neon sunglasses. At this moment, there are neon sunglasses on my face. Yes. Mm -hmm. Great. But can you imagine another 35 years Right? This is something I contemplate. Yeah, I do. I think about you that can often. live a whole nother life that you've already lived. You can uh, live a whole nother set like of that. You can make mistakes that entire time, like one did when one was sixteen. When like mm -hmm. one did when one was twenty five. You know, like it's. I think about that especially like with my parents. One of my parents is afraid to get started on their life career now. They're you know, in their mid sixties. That's so different way to look at the time they may have left but it I do think it thinking about time in that respect will help someone to realize that nothing really matters do what you want to do try and figure it out and if you're not happy figure out how to get happy 
Nailed it. Put it in a book. Put it in a book. I don't think you're in it today, Nick. I think you're one foot out the door today. What are you talking about? Put it in a book. Is that all you have to say about put it in a book? Put it in a book means it means it's worthy of book that people buy it. Yeah, you, you want it on a shirt, Nick? I'll make a fucking shirt for you. You know, there's yeah. YDKN shirts. Did you know I, that? <laughs> yeah, I do now. <laughs> Jessica does a lot of work. <laughs> so now that we've done this podcast for 25 episodes, what do you think about millennials? I remember you noting that you had you thought of millennials as entitled and you know, whatever do you, has your gut reaction? Here's, here's something thought of millennials changed. I got, I actually have some, I had a thought the other day and I wanted to share it and this is the perfect prompt to share it. I think the millennials are responsible. Now, what am I going to say? What do you think I want to say? I think I'm going to say something good or something bad. Ooh, I thought you were going to say something bad. Oh, interesting, right? Because you're like, are responsible. Well, because you can also finish that sentence right there. I think the millennials are responsible. No, but that's not true. Period. (laughs) We know that that's not true. Period. (laughs) But then, but now because you had this thought and you had a positive uptick in your voice, I think you're going to say something good, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, you know what? I have no expectations like you with your clients. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I think they, I think uh, millennials are responsible for that, uh, for the social justice movement of last year Um, Mm. in a good way. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't even know if I'm labeling that correctly. Right. I don't know if, I don't know what you, what you call the sort of swelling movement um, that basically went global and and has has ch- literally changed the trajectory of the world in terms of um, inclusion, social and- inclusion, social reform, and diversity, and you know, and all that stuff. Um, that is no small thing, and I think the for my I guess for my experience, you know, I've had I, there's a lot of uh, millennials who I've I've, I've had the you know. Uh, had to to work with or associate with because that's life. Nothing you can do about it. Wow, Nick. Um, but I could, you know, at, at, and there's a lot of people who are very passionate about, you know, social justice. And I think, right, the whole the whole term "social justice warriors." Yeah, right? uses a derogatory term. It you know it became used as a derogatory term, but I think there's some people who some people who who brandish it. Yeah, you know, with pride, absolutely. Either way, what it's talking about is people who care about social justice reform and were, you know, pushing it hard and taking yeah, action towards yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and I think that eventually set the platform when so when the when the fire got ignited, all of that was there. Mm. Right. It had been building up. That was, in my mind, all millennials. Because if you ask like Gen Xers, you'd be like, chill out like whatever everything's fine yes yes i remember my um a family member who's a gen xer uh we were talking about it's crazy how many people are you know how why do people care about this all of a sudden you know um in particular black lives matter and 
to to be fair to this person, I won't label who they are in my family, but um, they were raised with a sort of negative slant towards people of color for the most part, Mm -hmm. Uh, but also thought that by, you know, not seeing color, they weren't being racist, that kind of thing, you Mm -hmm. know, and we all, by the way, went on that journey because I don't think we knew like I will say as a fellow, as a white person, I didn't know what was right. Like at, at one point, I didn't know if it was okay to call someone black or if it was only African-American. There was just like no lexicon on how to do these things right. And so, but meaning that like at one point I might've said, I don't see color, but like feeling like I was saying the right thing. So his heart's in the right place, but he's like, why do so many people care about this now? Didn't Why didn't they care about it before? But Van Jones said that um, because the movement got so much attention, unfortunately, because of the George Floyd incident, um, which was obviously not just, you know, a one case situation. It it catapulted it to the one of the most important things people cared about at the time. So that's OK that that happened, too. But I, basically, I think you're right that hashtags and in social media made that blow up and who was really good at social media at that time, the millennials. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, all, all of that. And, you know, and I would say like, um, you know, five years earlier, there's millennials that I had talked to that were, you know, using this, like a similar language or at least maybe not language, but talking about similar ideas um, and we're to... not the inventors. Uh, and you're, first of all, I welcome being corrected on whether millennials were like the more of the pivotal group in this most recent surge of civil justice. But we're not the inventors of that. There, you know, obviously the civil rights movements of the 50s and things like that before, like there would be huge shifts and changes in the culture, but then it would revert right back. So I think there's a lot of fear also that there's a lot of shifts and changes being made, but a lot, a lot of it's topical. So I guess I'm just saying it's like not fixed and it's not, it wasn't like we didn't invent that, I guess. Sure. I yeah. Well, 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 both those things, one, it'll never be fixed because uh, that's an, an impossibility. And then, and then two, yeah, you could maybe make the argument that you didn't invent social justice reform or, you know, or, or, or that, but there are certain ideas. Now, I don't know who, where these ideas came from, if they came from millennials or not, but there are certain ideas that are much more contemporary thinking. They're the, the evolution of ideas in terms of um, you know, social awareness, um, social change that have been, you know, for those people who, who care about that world, who've been reading that and taking it in, there's a sort of like a new... Uh, vocabulary, a new awareness around certain ideas that what has wasn't there in the fifties and sixties, and some of it was, um, and maybe some of it was you know born out of the fifties and sixties, and then now has carried to now, um, where but it was the millennials who took those ideas, learned yes, from them, and said yes, these yes. are important. Well, these are important, and Gen I'm going to I'm push I'm so hard sorry. on. It. I'm so anyway, sorry. That's fine. Dude, no, no, I, it's not fine. It's, I finished. So I was done. I was, I was cutting off landing the person the of color. I'm so sorry. Yes, yes, you were. Just, yes, you were. just, just a white person. Another white woman's voice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Karen. 
it's not the first time I've been called Karen. So Gen Xers have been doing the research on these important topics. And you're right that like millennials were able to use these tools and, and put them on to work on social media. So I think, and cause right now the language and the vocabulary and all that is still evolving, you know, in order to, to, to change things. So um, fascinating prison reform, you know, like that's a newer term that we didn't have 10 years ago. Prison reform. Yeah. The way, the way, the way it's referred to politically, like think about climate change, right? It used to be global warming. We called it global warming and now Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you, 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 you unanimously referred to as climate change. Well, it's because you would have people be like, it's what are you talking about? It's really cold outside. It's global. It's not well, global exactly. Warming. As the, that, they, they first thought global warming was like the right term to use in order to get people's attention. And then they had to change it or it like evolved, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that these terms change and research. People learn better how to, you know, let's not say, Indians, let's not say Native Americans, we can say indigenous peoples, you know, like those, those are terms that are evolving all constantly mm-hmm. to support those communities or ideas. Yeah. Awareness is spreading. It's growing at a very fast rate. Um, I think I've, I think I've drifted us off your original t- point though. My point is, I think, you know, for all the shit that millennials get, I think they should be credited for this um period of you know civil rights activism and social reform that's what i think to be fair i don't think credit's important anyone would say that we should have been doing this to begin with um sure sure what i'm trying to say is is though it's not it's what that i i could feel like it like just sort of and maybe it's just because like me personally like a lot of i'm not i don't i'm not really big into like you know, being a, an activist or a, in an, in, in really for anything, but, but for social reform and, and things like that. Um, and so it might be a personal thing, just like not what I'm into. And there's plenty of Gen Xers who maybe are into it. Um, not that I don't support it or don't think it's totally, totally. It's not on the um, for- you have a family. You, it's not your, the forefront of your. Also, I just like my relationship to it all is a little bit differently. Like I, I you know, you know, I have my own sort of thoughts on how to engage on some of that stuff. Um, but I could feel from a lot of millennials in my, in my circle, in my environment, that this was something that they identified as being important. And it was a consistent sort of push towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Towards totally. And not, and not seeing direct results. Like, you know what I mean? Not seeing like concrete tangent results, but continuing to push because they felt it was important. Yeah. Cause they felt it mattered. And that continual push, you know, was the sort of like foundation for the movement happening. Because that we've had moments like this in the past where, you know, uh, uh, you know, minority and black man or woman in particular was unduly, you know, uh, murdered by, by police, which these things have happened before. Um, They're happening. They're happening now. Uh, 
and so this, you know, George Floyd was a little bit slightly different in the way that we all you know, just, it was just undeniable. You watched it and you're like, well, this is, un there's no, you know, for most viewers, this is not a, there's no gray area here. Yeah. Um, but without that sort of like all that build up to that moment, you still wouldn't have had a glo global protests. Right? Without the people who had already done a lot of the work to, to yes. I hear you. I totally hear you. And we do know, you and I personally know people that have like pushed it in our groups um, who fought up, fought for themselves and for others when um, it was not popular to do so. And, and I know that there was a lot of foundation that was laid by generations previous to them too, in order to have that language and that knowledge. But you're totally right that at a certain point, I think millennials went, fuck this. I'm so, over, I'm so over it because also the second you involve the internet and people being able to share their experiences, you begin to know that you're not, it's not isolated to you either. I, I think, I think people that had been mistreated as a, as like a, as a whole knew that it was not isolated, but they finally were getting people to hear it. And I think that was important. Internet was part of that. Yeah. And now we have no idea what Gen Z is going to do with the internet after having had it their entire life. I think that's what's fascinating to me. Um, like how, what, what part of their world is the internet because it's been a part of their world forever or as long as they know it. I mean, it's going to be foundational. We're all, we're moving to the, to the dystopian reality of the movie Wally, right? <laughs> when I, sit in bed and eat cookies and chips. All I can think of is sitting at my console and sucking on soda that's being <laughs> handed to me. The only thing Wally doesn't depict when they, you know, get rid of the humans is the machine that does the hand jobs for you. You know, <laughs> the one that like, rubs you, yeah, the one that rubs you raw. Yeah, the one that there's definitely in the future that the, that isn't depicted in a Disney film or a Pixar <laughs> film, the one that gets you off and then you go back to watching TV. Because you can't even be bothered to do that. No, because I gotta check out the latest, you know, TikTok video. Or my favorite new e-girl that I like to watch pretend to masturbate on stream. You know, it's like the mm -hmm. best. It's like my favorite thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're talking currently, right? Oh yeah, no, no, I'm talking about in the future. <laughs> no, in the future only. That's it. Uh, do you think we had any any sort of I, interesting ideas right now. <laughs> well, look, there's a couple of things I will say on this. One is, I think this. I don't know enough about it. I only saw like a little glimpse of it, but like this, you know, Facebook becoming Meta uh -huh. thing. Mm -hmm. I think this whole idea now, whether they're going to be, they're going to pull it off or not, I don't know. But at least they're going to break some ground on on really mainstreaming you know, this sort of augmented reality. Can I ask you? I actually don't, I know, only know of the name change. Do you know what the change for Facebook is going to be? I or don't, like, they, again, I, I, I saw like a, I saw like a one minute edited clip on a news, on CNN of uh -huh. uh, Zuckerberg's sort of explanation of what it all is. But what it was, so it's very limited. But of course, yeah, everything, no, it's, it's more everything than we I talk have. Everything we talk about on this show is like, look, we don't know anything about what we're it's about to so say. It's so good, Let me just tell you. 
what we think it means. It's so, it's like my favorite. Like these are the people I, I'm going to walk right away with all these opinions on things that are not founded in truth. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but I think it's like, I think it's like ready player one type stuff, right? You're in, you, you got this sort of, you are within a 3D uh, virtual reality. I don't know if that means you got to wear goggles or whatnot, or if you can engage with it without being goggles but it's that sort of living within a digital world um and interacting with it with your so you can look at your nft hung up on the wall there oh you know what i mean do you want to live in that world not not i mean <laughs> uh ready player one didn't paint a very pretty picture it didn't early on in the pandemic i found a thing called 3dx chat and it was basically augmented reality, but for fucking. And I was like, this is great. And then I got, yeah. So it's like, oh, I can walk up to somebody, ask them if they want to like dance or make out or, cuddle, you know, <laughs> it was like, this is kind of cool. You can build your own house if you want. It did cost money. So I only bought for a month and it, I it almost borderlined obsession. And then I stopped and then never went back, deleted it immediately. But what, I can did, see. Did what? you have to wear like goggles for no, it? No, no, no. I think, I, I think one could. But like, I was just, it's not dissimilar. It is, but it's not dissimilar from Jessica who loves playing Sims until 12 in the morning, eight, mm -hmm. you know, 5 a.m. or whatever. I used to do, I, when I was 11, I was playing at Caesar where I was like, you know, colonizing Africa or, you know, Sims 2 and building houses and shit. So it's, it's a weird, your brain, it's a weird disconnecting from reality phenomenon. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want it. But imagine, now it's not even Gen Zers, but the, the younger generation growing up with it. Yeah. That's right? that's their communication. That is their community. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Man. That's what's coming. Thank you, Facebook. Um <laughs> Yeah. It's going to take a company like that to make it mainstream, right? It would have got... to. It would be the, they, they had to know. This is what I love about tech companies. Say what you will. They've had this idea in the bank for the last 10 years or 15 years. Like they have business plans in the works for 50 years ahead of time. And they have people working on products that we won't see for five to 10 years. It's fascinating. No. Yeah. It's fascinating. So there's the technologies out there. Basically, like the military has already developed it or what have you, and then just put it into practice. 5G has existed. They just didn't want us to have access to it right away because it's such a fast connection. Well, that too, and they were trying to set it up with all the virus to be able to. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, so when I was in uh, the Minneapolis airport, there was really bad reception until I put it close to my arm. It was so interesting. Yeah, it was the a, chip, it's, the, it's the chip. It was the chip. It worked the, right where I got my vaccine. It was like, oh, look, there's a, I, I'm a hot spot now. It's great. <laughs> mm -hmm. When we We're come back, spots. We, exactly. When we come back, we'll do crypto corner. <laughs> Thank you.
Are you a geek? Do you like naming things? My name is Scott Rubin and I wrote the ultimate guide for geeks to name anything. Whether you're naming kids, your pets, your car, your Wi-Fi network, or your role-playing game characters. Naming Your Little Geek has almost 1,100 name entries and I tell you where the name came from, if it's a real name or if it's a fictional name, all of the characters who have had that name, and I reference over 4,400 characters from science fiction, fantasy, comic books, movies, TV shows, cartoons, you name it, it's all in there. And it ranges from normal sounding names like Scott or Jessica to really off the wall bizarre ones from all of our favorite fantasy and sci-fi properties. You can pick up a copy of Naming Your Little Geek at bubblesandthingssoaps.com and check out all the other cool items there. Some really neat soaps. Naming Your Little Geek is also sold everywhere books are sold online, and you can even find it in some physical bookstores if you're a person who shops in physical stores these days. Crypto corner. Shit's getting crazy. Hitting new all-time highs. Well, <laughs> maybe not Bitcoin, but Ethereum well, is. So, you know, I don't take your advice, and I shouldn't because this is uh, for entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. So, so don't listen to us. But uh, I don't take your advice in that, that I check my stocks often or check my holdings often to see, like, what's happening. And I want to see, like, is, is Bitcoin making moves or what have you. Um, so I, I woke up this morning, today's Tuesday, and Dot not only had dipped, but it also had shot up. So someone must have tweeted something and and made it dip so that the investors could buy a lot of it. And then it's shot back up to over 50 today. Okay. So I, I made when you money. say it, when you say it dipped. It, I think it didn't. It did, well, that's what the. Because it was at, it was at 51 uh, yesterday and then it dropped down to like 48. I and see. Now, Some people and, bought the dip, I think. Probably. And now it's up to 52. But that is not, that's not really a dip, right? So what? You went from. When I did, you did 51 to 48. Now look in the stock. So, so what is that? So that's then like, they, so then I just read clickbait is what happened. That was all clickbait then. Cause that's what, what it you said. read. Oh, you read that somewhere. I read somewhere? that basically. Right. So well, was, well, okay. I didn't know it was an article. So what did they say about the dip? Well, it basically just, it's like a snippet of, of a title. It's like dot drops drastically and then shoots up <laughs> like essentially. Uh, well, welcome to crypto. Because that happens all the well, time. What caught my attention? Because I I'm invested in Dot because of you. All the time, everywhere. So that type of thing, like when you think about it, if you're just talking about from yesterday till today, I don't know if you're talking about something else. No, I, that was the headline I saw on an article that. But but when was the article written? To, I don't know this morning. Hold on, because um, sure. there was more dramatic movement. Um, the weekend than there was yesterday to till today. Oh, well, I don't know anything about that. Okay, so, oh, actually, so it was the article, the email that I got said, dot, wait, bullseye, dot, does it again. I got this at 7.39 in the morning. And then uh, the 
subject, this other part of the email says, dot tumbles, then shoots. And so, I don't know. So, yeah. So, I mean, look. So, let's say it went from, you know, $51 down to 48 It's a $3 difference. Um, that's maybe, I don't know. Eight percent. Let's say let's say it's like seven or eight percent change. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you were in the stock market, a seven or eight percent change in a day is a lot. It's a lot. In in crypto, it's just par for the course. Right. So I mean, I don't know if I would have gotten so excited that it you know dipped and shot up, but it did. Yeah, it dropped a little bit. It dropped by like seven eight percent, and then it did. It shot up. It shot up instantly to from 48 to 53 which is a little over a 10 percent increase well and mama made money because mama bought it at like 42 or something yeah mama's got a little something mama's got something something she's gonna get a brand new shoe so you're currently up 25 percent on your holdings i gotta sell <laughs> sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell. Hold on, devil. Hold on, dude. Uh, hold on. Now, look, here's it's the funnier deal. when I say it. Carry on. High low. Carry on. We started off so well today. We're just keeping it going. It's going really great. Especially when I start a sentence with here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. What's the, de- you know what, Nick? The There's bottom- go ahead. The bottom line. No, you go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, uh, you could, in my eyes, you can do no wrong. So don't worry about it. Oh, Here's great. Yeah. Great. You, you get, you got carte blanche. Let's see how far I could push that. Please try it. Um, the deal is, is uh, polka dot is moving. Okay. To it's moving. What state? Generally. Uh, it's moving to the, high, to the, to the higher states. Alaska. Moving on up. Uh, you just, I just saw the up. whites of your eyes. <laughs> okay, carry on. And it's moving up in these sorts of like, like it'll, it'll like in like a day, it'll like shoot up 10%. And then it'll chill out for a week. And then it'll shoot up 10%. Mm. It'll chill out for a week. Mm. That's been pretty consistent the past couple of weeks since we said, oh, let's, let's think about dot. It, that was, when I purchased it, it was at thirty dollars. Oh, so right? you made forty percent. Uh, how much did you make? How much did you say? Forty. Yeah, that's pretty close. Okay, yeah. somewhere around there. A lot of averages. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, you did it. However, you figured it out. You're very close. Yeah, right yeah. around that. Yeah. Easy way to maybe go. You go. What's half of fifty? Twenty-five. I, I kind of. Did that like I have a general sense of what numbers should be based off? Of, yeah, I, I mean it's very inaccurate because I'm not doing math in my head, but it's more like you nailed that one. <sighs> so whatever you're doing, keep it up. Great, keep it up. Um, but as we said with Dot, it's having technology advancements, which is why it's moving the way it's moving. I was told. Um, you know, that that it's still got a lot more room for growth. However much, I don't know. You never know. None of that's ever guaranteed. But that I, one of my goals was to 
look up what the parachains were so I could actually give some real information. That's going to have to wait till next week. Next week <laughs> is a real, was a real hell of a week. I don't even know if we can next week. I'll be on a plane. We can make it work, but we're going to, oh yeah, for Tuesday I can, I can record actually. Uh, so, yeah, so you have to do it before Tuesday next week. Uh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, for my sake and for everyone's sake, let's maybe find out why it's moving, you know? I think that we need to know that, but because uh, then, because then, uh, my, what I was going to ask you, what I asked you earlier, should I buy more? With it the really surplus, depen- it really depends on what your goal is, what or, what <laughs> or what parachains are, or what parachains are. Look, I know what you're trying to do. You're just trying to make short-term money. Is that what you're well, trying to do? With Bitcoin, my intention is to hold it. There you go. So, like, I'm not trying to sell Bitcoin because at this point, it's so high that it doesn't make sense to not just like have a little piece of one, you know, uh, if it goes anywhere. And if it's if I have two hundred fifty dollars of Bitcoin eventually, that's great. You know, uh, not not in earnings, but in like what I've spent on it. And I own a little bit of Bitcoin now. Awesome. Um, with the other ones. I'm trying to turn a profit. Mm-hmm. A short term profit. Well, short term profit. <sighs> Look, I don't, again, not a financial advisor out there. Everybody out there, don't take this as advice because this is not advice. Um, However, what I'm doing is I took a decent little, you know, what I'm willing to lose, money that I'm willing to lose, put it into dot. Money that otherwise would go to your daughter's college fund. Uh Yes. Um, Because I do expect, based on my understanding of what's going on with it, for it to go uh, much higher than it's mm. at currently, mm. potentially maybe even as high as doubling where it's at now within the next, you know, month or two. Wow, that's kind of so. That so based off of that though, then that would then good advice would be to put some more money in it right now. If you wanted to do a short term turnaround, if that occurred, you could potentially double your money in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Right. Again, it's a big if it's if that occurs, right. So no guarantees here. You also have to be willing. You have to know that you're, you are gambling. Yeah. It's gamble. It's gamble town. Now look, when you gamble, you want to look at probability. Okay. What is the probability that I'm going to win this gamble? Now look, you play blackjack. You know probability? It's yeah, probability 40%. Is what de- <laughs> 40%. <laughs> probability is what determines whether you hit or stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually. You know, Sometimes what's the probability that this next card's going to be a 10? Um, so so here. So what's the probability that polka dot's going to go up? Well, we have no fucking idea, Nick. Yes, we do. How? Well, you can have historically. Hist- what? So historically, what has it done? And historically, what has this crypto market done, right? Oh. There's a long foundation of seeing a rise in um, these particular alts. I mean, a year ago, today, Polkadot was $5. So right? Polkadot, yeah, I think that's what's interesting to me. Uh, I don't know if trepidatious is going to be the accurate word, it, but... Polkadot I had never heard of until you said something about it. Well, have, what else have you actually heard of other than Bitcoin and Ether? Well, well, XRP, I think I had heard in passing. 
or what, because I was following somebody that talked about it. Um, that, that was before we did the interview with uh, Coach? Well, because I got, I was watching Coach and then he was talking about XRP. And recently Coach was sharing something about the New World Order. So I unfollowed him. So <laughs> I just couldn't, <laughs> I just went, oh, I got enough of that. Uh, we, we did, we did good. Uh, you know, his, his, his information on manifestation applies, but then his ideology does it for me. So take that with a grain of salt. But uh, I learned about, he was talking about XRP, and I think that is about it. And then NFTs were starting to be talked about. So that's that's a very limited knowledge okay. base. So just because you hadn't heard of it before, I don't know how much you should factor that in. I'm just, just saying it's interesting because you had not brought it up before, and then it started making moves. Oh, because I'm bringing it up because I was told it's technology is advancing, pay attention. Got it. So then I tell you. Otherwise, there wasn't anything to talk about. Mm. Oh. There is, I mean, there is something to talk about in terms of also. So so first we have historical, right? In terms of the market is, conti- is continuing moving up. Um, and then you say, well, okay, well, not all of them are moving up. Some of these alts don't move and some of them do. You know, how do you know which ones do and don't? Well, that's when you start looking at the technology. You know, what is the technology and is it? Good, you know? Now I've kind of explained to you a little bit like the type of technology that dot, Polkadot is, like what it's comparable yes, are. Yes, you had t- right. told it. So that. that's a but little bit just, of it. Th- we just don't know what parachains are yet. So parachain, and the reason, so now that's the next little level of probability is that when there's a catalyst, meaning that when there's an event that's going to affect the value of what you're investing in, that's something to pay attention to. And right now, it's technology advancement. All of these cryptos, when they advance in their technology, they mm. will grow. Cardano is sitting down at $2 because Cardano hasn't fully realized its capabilities yet. It's still a developing technology. Solana is a developing technology, and they hit the next level. And we know what happened to them. We've talked about this before. They, you know, While we've been talking about them, they went you know, from the basement level during the, the summer crash of $25 to now they're up to 215 that's and fucking, rising. That's crazy. But the majority, of that, the majority of that growth happened in like two weeks. What? Yeah. So that's why people are in the crypto game. It's really just this money. Mm, I mean, well, look, remember, there's multiple things happening here. There's, we're talking about investing. And yeah, people are in investing to make money. I have, have um something you have to. I, so I'm going to soft pause you. Can you go to your sure. front door? Uh oh! No, you didn't. You did not send can me you go to a your, hamburger. Can you go to your front door? Jesus Christ! One minute thirty-seven seconds later. What did you do? What is this? You negative re- negatively reinforced me to. <laughs> send you food i shamed you into send it but what is this i don't think i've ever had i don't i don't want to say it uh i I won't i wouldn't say the name if i were you just so people don't know where you live oh but it was somewhere close to where you are and that was the first thing that showed up when I, i typed in hamburgers hilarious i don't know i don't think i've ever heard of this place it may or may not be good oh and you got me a topo chico i sure did because oh, I delightful. like Topo Chico and kombucha, so it'll be enjoyable. You like bubbly drinks. 
do. Oh man, yeah, this is, let's see, let's take this here. What do we got here? Oh, look at this burger and fries. It looks delicious. Great. I have no idea. You want to see? See, look at this. Look mm. at that. Yum. At That's that. a lot of fries. Hopefully those fries are cooked. They don't look cooked. Are they cooked? I mean. Could they be better? Uh, Soft? Oh, good. They could be perceived as being. Undercooked. A little, a little under. Sure, I can see they, that. I can tell. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Already I failed you. I no, you've this is the greatest thing ever. What a surprise. <laughs> you asked me to give you a burger. So you're talking about investing. Yeah, you, what I was saying is like you say when you say like, oh, this is why people are in cryptos to make money. If you're investing, yeah, that's the right. Point. Right. But investing is investing is only one aspect of crypto, but um but yeah, when we talk about looking at dollar values and resistance and stuff, it's about investing. But then there's this other side, which is, well, what's the technology and what does that do? You could get into crypto and never invest, you know, just, just like to learn about the technology. Totally. That makes sense. Especially, I, I, I think if, let's say Meta takes off, <laughs> you may need this crypto. Oh, oh, a hundred percent that that they are working on their own digital in, currency to yeah, operate totally. in that world. Totally. There's no there's no question about it. Um. So we'll find out what paratines are and why polka dots moving. But um, right now, what it looks like, we've talked about this before, like dominance and all that stuff. Um, Ethereum's at an all time high. So it's still creeping up. Bitcoin's kind of leveled off in this sort of low 60s range. Yeah, which is, yeah. Which is very high, for, you know, right? It's at its all-time high, basically. It's high, but it was like, it was like, shoot, shoot, shot off. And just, now it's chilling. Exactly. And, and when it shot off, not, you know, Ethereum kind of followed it. But not all the alts did. The, most of the alts that were moving were the ones like Solana who had some technology advancements. Everything else was kind of stagnant. It was a really great time to buy. Um, but if you're if you're looking at investing in short-term results, because you're like, I know these are gonna move eventually. So I probably should just buy some. Yeah, yeah. Um, as long as the market on the whole doesn't crash, these will go up as long as Bitcoin keeps going up. Um, so that's starting to happen. Things, not, it's not just Solana and Polkadot who is having technology advancements that are going up. Everything is going up. Maybe not as fast. Sometimes things move a little bit faster. Um, but generally speaking, the alts are making some moves right now. And Ethereum, though, all-time high. I mean, so you're, as you're a, basically as right talking now. about everything I have. I think, so I have, personally... I have some Bitcoin. I have some DOT. I have some Solana. I was thinking about selling my XRP. No. No? Yeah, why Why would you sell it? Not selling it, but moving it to a different... To I know, but why? Okay, great. Where would you and, want to move it to? Oh, wait. I don't have Ethereum, but I have Doge. Because <laughs> I can't get Shiba. <laughs> I was trying to get Shiba, and then I couldn't do it. Okay, look. 
I'm trying to make money. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me help you here. You, what you're, what you're, one of the things that you're doing, especially at the stage where you don't know much anything. about anything. idiots. Got it. I hear you. Okay. Me you want to diversify across a certain number of these. Wouldn't you say I'm diverse here? I'm pretty diverse, but you're, that's why I say don't sell XRP. Keep the money there. If XRP hits, it hits. You want to think about it like your roulette table. Are you kind of spreading your money around a little bit? Or you're at a craps table. You ever play craps? I need to learn how to play craps. Okay. I'll teach you craps someday. But don't so you're threaten the roulette. me with a good time, Nick. Let's <laughs> say so you're, you're at a, at a roulette table. You put a little bit here, you put a little bit there, you put a little bit here. And as long as, you know, as long as you one of your numbers hits, it'll make up for all the other ones you bet out there and then some. Right. So that's kind of what you maybe the best way to be thinking about this right now is. What are the things where this is long term investing, by the way. Right. What are the things that are have stand the potential for, you know, big return? you know, over the next five years. Let me put a little bit in each of those different ones. And all I need is one or two of them to, to do it. And it'll make up for everything else I put in. So I lied. I actually have $30 of Shiva. It did go through. <laughs> I have. At what price was it? Oh, I don't. It, it's, it's literally at the same price that I bought it at right now. Okay. Uh, Doge. I have Doge. I have XRP, Sol, Dot, and BTC. So I'm, you know, I'm diverse. I'm, I've include, I have inclusion. I would try to add in there. Well, I would probably get rid of your Doge. Yeah, I hear that. It's bit, it's a bit worthless, and your only hope is that people artificially push it up higher. But if you're limited in your money and you're trying to like go, oh, I, I want to take advantage of something that's better. Well, the do the Doge has moved since I purchased it. I put. I put 15, no, 20, nope, it's, it's moved. I've gained a dollar and 16 cents. <laughs> Ooh, hot, hot mama. Woo! Um, I could move it I, to Dot. You could do that. Remember, dot, Dot's a bit of your short-term play, although Dot is a long-term investment. Uh, the best way to invest in it is just sit on it. Don't try to do this short-term turnaround. But You know, a lot of things... Uh, the best thing to do is sit on it. <laughs> um, you're talking about my hamburger, right? Uh huh. Sit on the sit on the hamburger. Um, Cheeseburger. But one that I would add at the very least would be Cardano. Oh, okay. Because you look at it, it's two dollars. Um. If it goes to anything like where polka dots at currently, that's a huge return. You know, the difference between uh, Cardano going to $50 and polka dot going to a hundred oh, right now, you'd rather have Cardano. I think it was Ethereum. I think someone did an article. Like if you had put a hundred dollars in Ethereum 10 years ago, you'd have $10,000 now, something like that. Ethereum 10 years ago? Something like that? Or no. A year ago? Ethereum last year, maybe? I maybe I misread it. That's all. Yeah. Listen, from if we can glean anything from this podcast, like you said earlier, 
we don't know. Sh- I don't know shit. I speak out of my ass, but at least I'll say I don't know. But no, but what you're actually saying is is good, but it's just you got your time wrong. A year ago, Ethereum was at like 300. Okay. A half a year ago, you and I said, let's do a podcast. And here we are today. Yeah. Exponentially better for it. That's right. So well, I think my main takeaway from today is there's a lot, there's a lot of time, but time also moves quickly, but you want to diversify and like, you know, live out your time smartly, but like bide your time also like, and like fulfill your dreams, but also like be okay to make mistakes, but like also invest in your future and, and realize that like you, I, you know, you're a baby right now if you want to choose that. Yeah, and and offices don't matter. Offices don't fucking matter. <laughs> we'll talk about that a whole nother time. I think we should like the the abuse of the workforce, but that's another topic for another day. I just want you to enjoy your burger, Nick. I mean, is this chewing sound coming no. through? Have you had a burger chew yet, though? No, I haven't gone there yet. I'm just yeah. I need you to eat the burger. Are you oh, wait? You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. Are you a chapter eater? A chapter eater? What's a chapter eater? Fries first, then burger, then soda. Like you no. don't like cross contaminate. No. Good, because I would about I would about to throw up. Take no, a bite of the just, burger. I just want to see if the burger's any good. I was just let's see. Oh, this is pretty thick. Lots Ooh. of toppings here. Maybe you should sit on it. Ooh, some Thousand Island. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's probably best. Only two pickles. Come on. Oh, that's on porch. One never going to order for them again. Give me some pickles. Okay, let's see. ASMR. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was a really quiet bite, actually. Let me try that again. The the condiment, there's so much condiments on there that the the bun slid off the beef, and I just got a mouthful of bread. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A burger. It's definitely a burger, right? It's a good burger. Okay. I mean, can you really go wrong on a burger? Yes. What's a bad burger that you've had? I don't know. Have I had a bad burger? What's your favorite burger? Ooh. What's my... Oh, you know what? When I was a meat eater, uh, Burgers Never Say Die was my favorite burger. Mm. I don't know Silver Lake. Yeah. They, they, In Silver Lake? Yeah. They cook. Uh, they like cook it old school. The fucking beef is like thin patty, but it's like crispy on the edges. And the fries is the fries are um, soiled in beef tallow. It's really good. Mm. It's a real. They do a really good job. It's like old school McDonald's. Um, and now there's a place called there's a place that does basically a Big Mac, but vegan, and that's been my favorite thing. Oh. Yeah. Sounds so delightful. It's delightful. And they actually even do chicken McNuggets that are the same. I think we've talked about that before, but it's nice to have like a good burger that I can depend on. Now, what about a fast food burger? What's your fast food joint? Right now, it's Burger King or Carl's Jr. because they're doing Impossible and Beyond. And I actually think, personally, I think Carl's Jr. does the best burger in town. I think it's the freshest. I think it's a little Better salty. Better than In-N-Out? Uh, In-N-Out is fine. Fine. It's fine. Wow. It's okay. Listen, it, it's not worth waiting in line for. Wow. The ex the, the if it was a quicker burger to grab, it may be a better burger. But how long it takes to get it, 
it completely lessens the value of the experience for me. Wow. Okay. Now, what about fat? Fast burger's okay. It's a different fat experience. Burger. I meant fat burger, but that's a good experience. It's an interesting experience where you just put a bunch of shit on there, like, you know, mustard. It's basically they're frying the mustard in the, I used to get like eggs on mine. I was mm-hmm. doing, I did the whole thing. Um, I used to go to fat burger so much they knew my name. Yeah, because it was right by a studio. Mm-hmm. I used to I used to live right by that studio. Oh, oh, fair. Oh, well, look at it, it's Husky Nick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> oh boy. All right, Nick. Well, I have I have a cat who also wants a burger, and you have a well. Child. Thank you for my burger. This is delightful. What a surprise! You're so welcome. But that's two you owe me now. Two. Soaps and now burgers. Oh, soap. Oh. Okay, I see what it is. You're racking it up. Yeah, totally. Chris, Christmas is coming. Yeah, right. You'll, we're going to take a break and you'll forget all about this podcast. Yep, and that was in that two weeks for Christmas. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not going to we'll never speak again. Um, well, Nick, the pleasure has been mine this week. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it has been yours. Yeah, it has been. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye, Nick. Bye. That does it for this week, Nichols. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of You Don't Know Nick. There are many different ways you can support our podcast. One of them is going to youdon'tknownick.com and finding out all the different places you can listen to our show. You can also follow us on Good Pods, which is basically Instagram for podcasts. Not only can you follow your favorite shows, you can listen to them right there in the app. If you're interested in finding some You Don't Know Nick merch or Jessica Lynn Verney merch, go to subtlegeek.spreadshirt.com. And if you're not already consider becoming a patreon member you can get exclusive swag and early access releases to episodes if we're able to get them to you in a timely manner go to patreon.com slash you don't know nick and if you haven't already leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts see you next week nichols